Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Ellie Hope Collins, and I am so glad that you're here. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can step into healing from divorce, trauma, and betrayal. Because Jesus has already extended everything to us, and sometimes he's inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. Today on the podcast, we have Michelle. Michelle and I met actually at a karaoke bar, believe it or not. <laughs> We're both singers, and and it was a divine appointment. And today she shares her story of healing from divorce and also healing from disordered eating. And she's on a health journey right now, and she shares about that very honestly, and it's a very encouraging story. So take a listen, and I hope that you really take something out of this. Just know that you're not alone. And whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, you are not alone. How's it going, Michelle? It is going well. How are you, Ellie? So good. We met doing karaoke, which I don't think is, is that happening right now? I haven't. It is. Have you gone? They're taking precautions. They put this cute little, looks like a shower cap. On the microphone for every singer. Oh my god! Disinfect after every singer. That is amazing. Have you gone? Yes, it hasn't been too crowded. Okay. So that means that you and I have to suddenly see more at least one more time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was just an amazing experience. Such a God encounter to meet you and and connect. I mean, we you know we connected over a karaoke bar, (laughs) and then then we were able to share each other's stories together. It was just such a gift. That's such a yeah. testament to how God really is everywhere. I know, exactly. Everywhere we go, there's an opportunity to show love and to and to be loved, but also to connect and and connect over Jesus. So what a gift that was. And, Absolutely. Well, I want I wanna just have my listeners get to know you a little bit, what you do for fun when you're not singing karaoke. I mean, you're a phenomenal singer. What do you do when you're not Singing in the shower, maybe. <laughs> and thank you for that. Yes, always singing in the shower, writing songs about nothing. Like, I'm going to go to the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I work from home, so that's the majority of my time. I volunteer. Is that because of COVID or is that? Yes. Okay. And with what they'd want in place for us to go back to the office, I'm happy staying home. Yeah. For now. Yeah. And I hang out with... A very small group of friends. We mm-hmm. do a lot with church. I cool. volunteer as many Sundays as I'm able. That's so great. I'm a greeter, so I'll yeah. be like, hi, welcome to Creative Church. <laughs> that's it. That is the best. I think there's something so so beautiful about giving and, and, and investing your time and energy into a place of worship. I think it's so important. Yes. It's really to, to have the ownership of that place. So way to go. Well, I want you to share your story with my with the listeners as well. And you know, the the point of these podcasts is not to not to glorify divorce, not to not to lift it up and, you know, promote it in any way, but it's really to promote the goodness of God. Amen. And and it's really to promote the healing and the hope that he has in the midst of really challenging awful situations, which is which is divorce. I mean, divorce sucks and it's awful. Um, and it's something that you walked through several years ago. So I would love for you to share that story with us. I know that nobody ever wakes up and says, I'm going to get divorced today. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's one of the worst and hardest things you can go through. And it really is like a death. Yeah, because definitely two people came together and now that union has died. Yeah. And when I went through mine, I wasn't even remotely to the place I am with my faith, and mm-hmm. I 
just fell apart. It was, our relationship was very toxic and it was, oh, you're going to be this bad? I'm going to be worse. And mm. pettiness and jealousy. And he didn't like that I had put on weight. And a lot of women do after they've had kids. And it was just really horrible to me. Something that up until recently I have carried with me. Just this sense of being self-conscious and always I'm the first to make the fat joke because if I make it first then you can't make fun of me because I already did it and I know that that's not how God wants us to be if we're made in his image he wants us to see us as such yeah that self-deprecation is actually it's really it's really to to say oh well this doesn't bother me but it actually it is it's a it's it's insecurity coming out sideways oh it bothers it bothers anyone who says that it bothers they're just trying to Put on a tough face. And that doesn't even make you, like, more of a realist. If you're like, yeah, I'm fat, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't, of all the descriptors that I want to carry, that is not one of them. I want to be redeemed. I want to be healed. I want to be a child of the one true king. I want to be a conqueror victorious. That's what I want. I'm not. Preach. I'm no longer carrying that. Yeah. So, when we were married... It was just lots of emotional abuse, mental, some physical. And at that point, I just became an emotional eater because, yeah. you know, cake doesn't yell at me. Ice cream doesn't make me feel bad. And we got divorced in 05, so it's been 15 years. Yeah. And that pushed me into single motherhood for the first time, which was not anything that I bargained for. And Yeah trying to finish college at the same time so oh wow in the in december of 2004 he left i had lost my full-time job previously ended up working part-time in the mornings and doing an internship in the afternoon and doing classes in the evening yeah so you were really super busy (laughs) and dealing with divorce feelings yeah and being a single mom and shuttling my son back and forth and I almost lost it that yeah, month. Yeah. I remember laying out on my mother's oh my floor, like just laid out, bawling my face off. And she's like, you need to get up. Your son needs yeah. you to be strong. And it took a lot for me to realize that I can't live like this. And so I've, you know, moved around a little bit over the years and decided at the end of 2014 that I was going to go to Chicago and I was going to be a famous singer. And got at other plants. Right before I left, I had a head-on car accident, broke ribs. Oh I gosh. still went because I'd given up my apartment. Everything just went from bad to worse. It mm. never got better. Um, at one point in the middle of 2015, my son wasn't speaking to me. The place I was living with, with a family from church, um, they're like, well, you know, so-and-so is battling cancer and it's getting really bad, so we need you to move. And I had another car accident. And I decided that life was no longer worth living and that I was going to kill myself. Oh my gosh. And I was working at Giordano's Pizza, which is just like a Chicago institution. Yeah. And I'm just talking to a customer like normal. And he says, you're awesome. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, whatever. Because no one knows better than those who battle self-consciousness how you cannot ever take a compliment. Yeah. You're oh, like, it's like no. a, it's a defense. I mean, the, yes. the minute something somebody says something nice to you're like, you, you're like you're so opposed to it. Are it's you like serious? deflect, what? deflect. Do you not see this mess yeah. that's going on? Wow. And we we were just chit chatting, and I don't know. I just mentioned 
I wrote on a piece of paper because I couldn't get I couldn't get my mouth to say the words. I said, this was my plan for this evening. And it was him and his wife. And his wife turned to me and said, can I pray for you right now? And I was like, absolutely. And it really, it felt like when I closed my eyes that nobody was there. Hmm. But them, myself, and God. I still battled getting out of just that old mindset and depression and decided over the next few years that, you know, seeking out male companionship was going to be my fix. That was going to make me feel better hmm. because we all know that relationships fix all trauma. No. <laughs> that was sarcasm, people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, because and it sounded like, well, for, first of all, I just want to back up and, and you know, your, your experience with almost an attempted suicide I mean, it was it was that level of depression and, and loneliness and sadness. Um, I'm so sorry that you went Thank through you. that. I'm so glad that you are here and that you're alive. You've made it through. Me too. And of course, it's it sounded like that was still an uphill battle after that. But but you know, you you had mentioned your health and yes. using food as as a coping mechanism. Almost you didn't say coping mechanism. That was the oh, word that no. I placed it. It was. Um, but then it sounded like maybe relationships became that. Oh, no. We put the two together. And oh. I did both. Like, it, it really did get worse. I, oh, I grew man. up in a home. My mom wasn't the most supportive. Yeah. And thank goodness God's healed that. And I went from that to this okay. relationship. Yeah. And no one knows loneliness more than when you're in a room with someone and you feel completely neglected. And that was the majority of our marriage. And I've always been energetic and upbeat and fun. And once we got married and things started to get bad, it, it turned into me being this very sad, pathetic version of myself. And I use the word pathetic as a strong adverb because I really want people to understand how bad it was. I remember mm -hmm. looking in the mirror and saying, you are so stupid and ugly and no one loves you. And why are you even here? And I remember um, my ex telling me that my son used to say that to himself. And, of course, that broke my heart. And it took a long time to realize that God loved me through all of the pain yeah. and even through getting a divorce. Hmm. God may hate divorce, but he loves us. He doesn't want any of us to live in that type of pain. Absolutely. So this was a few years ago that... I was still using food as a crutch and then just being with whoever, whenever. Yeah. And not really thinking about how it was just burying me deeper and deeper into this abyss of yeah. feeling sorry for myself. So, so at that time you were still feeling, looking in the mirror, seeing that you were worthless, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was continuing from your, from your marriage and then into several years after you were divorced. Yep, because yeah. that was still like seven years later. He's yeah. married. He's moved on. But I took these things, I mean, I took them to heart so much. I was always really skinny. And then once I started gaining weight, which was a combination of like medications and depression, and it got really bad. I had... Lost a bunch of weight in like 2011 and I was mm -hmm. feeling really good. But I had done extreme measures to get there, including mm -hmm. like, 
don't know, not eating for days because that's healthy. Again, sarcasm. And we just want to be clear in case anyone's listening and they're like, they can't quite read the sarcasm. Yeah. So between 2011, uh, trauma, surgeries, car accidents, all that stuff, I gained over 100 pounds. Wow. And it's hard to realize, like, wow, like something's got to give. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that person that can't even get around. Yeah. Yeah. And so in 2018, I was working and I lost my job. Hmm. And they wouldn't tell me why. They just said, well, we told you when we hired you that if it wasn't a good fit, we'd let you go. And we don't have to explain. Yeah, and I ended really up hard. having a really deep fallout with the pastor's wife from my old church. It really broke my heart. We had a family reunion I'd say June of 2018, and my aunt invited me, and I'm like, ha, ah, I just lost my job. I have no money. She's like, okay, I'll buy your ticket. Like, literally, get on the internet right now. I'll buy your <laughs> ticket. Okay, cool. And I went and stayed with my cousin in Minneapolis, and she's like, you got to come to my church. It's awesome. And I'm like, okay, I never turned down a church. And it used to be Passion Church. It's now Creative Church. And I walked in the door, and... Just felt love already. The worship was awesome. The pastor was very on point. It's a very Holy Spirit filled church. Mm-hmm. He was like, I need the truth. Yeah. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Don't sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. Don't avoid subjects. Like, I need all of it. Yeah. Like, let's let's have them meet. Let's let's stop beating around the bush here. Yes. Let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> yes. Let's preach the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. And by the time I left, I'd already made a couple of friends and realized this needs to be my church. Like I need Mm. to be here. After, so after the falling out with the pastor's wife. Yep. I never went back. I never picked up any of my stuff. I just, I was so broken. I just didn't know how to face anybody. Right. Like I wouldn't have the words. Now I have the words. Right. And it's been long enough now that they wouldn't even be bad words. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, you know what? I learned a lot from this experience. I'm sorry that it didn't work out. I'm in a better place, and I wish you the best. God bless. Yeah. As opposed to me being upset and crying and screaming. So I got, I spoke to my cousin. I'm like, would you be willing to like let me stay with you while I kind of get on my feet, get a job? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And it was a long time. I was there for a couple of years. And okay. another teaching tool by the Lord, because her and I have very strong personalities, and we butt heads sometimes. Yeah. So <clears throat> learning how to, you know, work through that. Yeah, for sure. It was not even, oh my goodness, I hadn't even fully moved here. We were having a dinner night and my son was in town because he lives in Florida. Okay. And I was just already feeling kind of down, you know, knowing that I don't get to see him and that we weren't really on the best of terms Yeah. was hard. And we were sitting down to play cards and my son doesn't know how to shuffle. And scheme of life that is so minuscule. Like, yeah. who cares? Just completely going down this crazy rabbit hole where I'm in my head and I'm like, oh my goodness, he doesn't know how to shuffle cards. You have not prepared him for life. He doesn't know how to cook. He dropped out of college. He's not working. You're the worst mother in the world. How yeah. could you do this? And I was sobbing uncontrollably. Even my, even my cousin was like, I don't even, like, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. And I remember like my son saw me that way and that broke my heart because I don't want him to see me that way. Yeah. 
that Sunday, my pastor preached on breaking free from anxiety. And it was really exactly what I needed to hear. And little by little, God has just been changing me and building me up where I don't feel depressed. I don't yeah. feel hopeless. Wow. I'm letting my gifts shine. We have a thing at our church called belong because we want everyone to belong. And when I got to the class, they said, we don't want to tolerate people. We want to celebrate people. And it was like, that was written for me yeah. after what I just went through. And they do this really cool quiz, and it shows you what your colors are. Basically, yellows are like social, yeah. reds are outgoing, blues are more like analytical, and greens are like quiet filling the room. Okay. And you'd be surprised, one, how much you understand other people when yeah. you know their colors. Yeah. And two, being a yellow-red, so talkative and outgoing very bold yeah that i know that god made me this way absolutely and i don't have to ever allow anyone to make me feel bad about it yeah i remember my aunt saying you're so loud and i was like what are you new here <laughs> i've always been this way i've always been this way <laughs> nothing has changed and so this that, is how god made me exactly so that was gosh it's been two years that was august of 2018 and in those two years um God has done a lot of healing. Mm. I've paid off everything except my student loan. And I work for a nonprofit that helps people with their student loans. So I've got a plan. They do like reimbursement. So literally, God is helping me pay it back. It's amazing. In a way that I yeah. never thought possible. I am working on my leadership and will at some point be promoted to another. Yeah job who knows yeah they love me there and that's not anything I've had in the past so to be in a place that I'm like really appreciated is amazing and I am working with Habitat for Humanity yeah. and will be in a brand new house at some point in the future so awesome they say it'll take six to 18 months and I'm like lord move it quicker yeah like I'm living with someone and she's not charging me anything and she's just a wow. wonderful woman of God but I don't want to, you know, overstay right, my welcome. Right, right, totally. And what's really awesome is over the last month and a half, I've started finally working on my health. Yeah. And not in unhealthy ways. I don't obsess about the number on the scale. It's working out several times a week, actually eating healthy. Yeah. Um, all the little things I should have been doing all the time. And I've legit lost 16 pounds already. So amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm feeling less pain. I feel yeah. more energetic. And growing up in New York and then moving on to an abusive marriage, I have been in survival mode yeah. for, OMG, well over 30-something years. Yeah. And the Bible speaks on how God does not, he wants us to live life and live it abundantly. Yeah. That's thriving when you're in survival mode it's like an incredible stress on your, your yeah. mind your body your spirit and yeah my pastor preached on that at one point i'll have to dig into my notes and reread that <laughs> but one of the steps was to stop looking in the mirror and speaking negatively i know it's not perfect it's, it's still a work in progress but trying to be more positive more yeah. intentional and knowing that at some point, I'm going to meet a man. I love Jesus. And when that time comes, I'll be ready. Be That's amazing. Amazing. I want to touch on a few things that you had mentioned. Just all these times of 
of living and living in survival mode. And I think that that is a lot of what, where, where a lot of people are, where, where they are just like, I am trying to wake up every single day and get my butt out of bed. And, and sometimes survival mode also <clears throat> means laying in bed and, and binge watching Netflix if that's all you can do. It's yeah. actually actively <clears throat> staying alive and, and waking up every single morning. And, you know, there comes a point when that is prolonged, when, when we're there for a long time, that we begin to use coping mechanisms to try to make things better, like food and like, you know, other substances, whether that's, whether that's drugs and alcohol, um, and relationships. This is a Mm. common experience and it's not healthy. Nope. It's really, really not healthy. There's something so interesting about food, I think. And exercise, how especially after we have been berated in our in a relationship for a long time, where we've had things said about us um, by another person, or and and we you know we're not here to share the story of anyone else. We're here to share our story. Um, so we, we don't try to bring intent, but the messages that were received from you or that you were you were hearing from your ex were were hurtful ones. Yes. And and it it makes sense that we can use food as a way of coping <laughs> because it's like it's in and, and even and even self-mutilation in a way. Yes. Because it's actually abusing our bodies, saying, We're not good enough, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, discipline myself by eating a bunch or not eating at all. Hmm. What's interesting is when we were married and you know, negative things would be said. And I became so self-conscious, I would get up in the middle of the night and eat. Hmm. You've been divorced over 15 years, and up until recently, I've still been doing that. Hmm. And it just became this thing that I felt like I had no control over. And part of it is the parts of me that need to be healed. And then the other part is, like, actually having healthy habits. Like, I realized... Literally just this week that if I have like a heavy protein snack a little bit later in the day, I'm not waking up hungry. That's awesome. Because seriously, two, three times a night, it's two in the morning, whatever's quick. Oh, cookie, cool. Okay, whatever. Yeah. And when I lived with my cousin, um, she called me out a few times because she'd be like, okay, um, why are there crumbs in the bathroom? Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you have in the middle of the night? Yeah. That you're making this weird mess. And it was just very humiliating. And I realized, okay, this has to stop. So it's it's crazy how you can go through a trauma. And even after the trauma is done, you can still carry it yeah. with you. Absolutely. I want you to share why why was that humiliating to be, to f- have those crumbs found in your, in the bathroom? Because it's my dirty secret. I don't want anyone to know that. Yeah. And then I was found out. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says what's done in the dark comes to the light. Yeah. But sometimes we're like, not that. No one's going to know that. And it's not that big of a deal. It's not, but I don't know. Well, no, no, but that, but that's, yeah. that's what's said. That's, that's the lie that comes up. That it's actually not that big of a deal. You don't have a problem. And, and those are, those are those little, those little half truths that are, that are deposited that keeps what this is in the darkness. And you're right. What, what is, what is done in darkness does come to light. 
Jesus is very clear about that in the Gospels. <laughs> and I mean, I want to argue that 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 feeling of humiliation is is shame. And and that's not of the Lord. You know, that feeling of shame of wanting to hide of of feeling um feeling that separation between other people is not of the Lord. You know, what's interesting is it can actually go two ways. Um, if I'm in a position of doing something that I have no intention of changing, yeah, I'm going to feel humiliated. However, if I was in a position where I really wanted to change, just like when we repent, it would have been conviction. Exactly. And yet at exactly. that point, it wasn't. Yes. And I think that's really cool when you yeah. think back on... That's such a good and very, very important distinction that humiliation can be conviction or can turn us to conviction. Like, ooh, wait, this wasn't good. But on the on the flip side, then it can turn to shame of staying hidden. Yeah, very important distinction there. Yeah, I'm, I'd say a lot of the people, friends that I have that I've spoken to that have gone through abusive situations, they'll say, I do this because. Yes. I eat like this because. I... I date men like this because I do this because and it's because they're still speaking out of their pain yeah but once you're healed you don't speak like that yeah if anything it's the once you're flip. walking in forgiveness you're not speaking that way it's like hey you know what I used to be yeah. like that but God had something better for me hmm. I used to overeat and literally get up in the middle of the night but God knows that that's not healthy for me yeah. it has helped me to change and that is so so good Michelle that's <laughs> so good I want I mean you're, so you're on this health journey now yeah praise God but I don't beat myself up. Yes, good. <laughs> I, used to, I I want you to share a little bit about what you've. I mean, you've shared a little bit about kind of what you've learned out of this this time. You've lost sixteen pounds. Yeah. That's huge. That's something really to celebrate. Um, but what are some things that you have learned? Um, these healthy habits that you're picking up, even just healthy mindsets right now. Okay. You just you just <clears throat> sharing with us about that experience of eating food in the middle of the night. You're breaking free of shame in just putting that out on this podcast. Sure, you're sharing it with me, but you're also sharing it with hundreds of people that will listen to this podcast. That is true. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so it's a huge win just to vocalize it because it's saying, I'm not, this isn't part of me anymore. This isn't Amen. a part of, of my identity. This isn't holding me back anymore. So I want to, I want to celebrate that. And I also want to encourage other people to do something similar that, that if there is one of these things, you know, you're hiding in the bathroom eating food in the middle of the night. If that's you, whatever that is for you, listener, if you're doing an, an unhealthy activity to to um, to hide your pain or to self-medicate, vocalize that to somebody. You don't have to do it on a podcast, <laughs> but you can. <laughs> but but share that with somebody just to break just to break that off. I'm not sure I've ever told anyone. That's what's really funny is she's like, you need to stop. And I'm like, okay. And literally in my head, I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to stop. I yeah. had no intention of stopping. Actually, I, I did my best to get sneakier, which is yeah. such a funny parallel to how we can operate in the real world. Yeah. Where we're doing something we're not supposed to and we start to get into a conviction phase. Yep. And instead, we're like, nope, I'm just going to get better at hiding it. But you can't mm-hmm. hide anything from God. And, you know, I've known for a very long time that my weight was not healthy. People go, oh, you look fine. 
it's not a it's not about vanity it's about being healthy if i can't get up the stairs without feeling winded that's not cool yeah it's it's not physically healthy but it's also not emotionally healthy because you knew how you got there was your emotional pain not just a physical thing exactly so it's, it's about it's about health in in the emotional vein as well exactly and so being at a place where I knew something needed to change, but I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I went out to church. I went out to lunch after church with a friend. And my friend's like, let's go for a walk. Cool. I couldn't make it two blocks without piercing pain on my mm-hmm. left side. And I'd have to sit down. And that pain is not specifically because I'm overweight. It's an exacerbation of the pain issues I have from car accidents and surgeries. Yeah. But none of that will be made better with yeah. additional weight. Right, right. And that ho- that night I got home and happened to catch like a little video at the end of a YouTube thing and decided, well, what better investment than me? Hmm. And it, it didn't cost me a whole lot. I found a program with a mapped out healthy eating and awesome. working out. And it's, it's working. Like literally... Yeah. Truth be told, confession time. The week before I started this, uh, in a period of seven days, I had five pints of Ben and Jerry's. Wow. Which is basically every day. And I don't do that anymore. Like, I have not gone out for fast food. 90% of my cooking's at home. If I go Mm -hmm. out, I'm literally searching healthy places. For going out, I am looking at the menu in advance, being like, yeah. okay, what can I eat? What can I eat? If they don't have a whole lot, maybe I'll eat something before I leave and just have a salad. Right, right. So making smart choice, being very yeah. intentional. Yeah. And knowing that if I had to choose between being in pain from being sedentary and doing nothing or being in pain, which is more discomfort because I'm working out, but I'm getting to a better place, that's definitely the better choice. Yeah. You're going to be there. That's so (laughs) awesome. Seriously, so proud of you. I mean, you're just at this, you know, the early stages of this, but it sounds like you've learned so much already. And it isn't about what you see in the mirror. It's not about, it's not about vanity. This is actually about, about longevity. It's about, but it's also about emotional health. And I, I think that, and I, I pray that in this time, you know, the next six months that you're on this, this program that you can really examine more of those triggers that you had. Um, you know, why, why did this happen? Like why, why did, or how did I, um, avoid some of the emotional pain through food? I mean, I, I've, I've shared my story about, I, I struggled with disordered eating during my divorce and, um, and, and using, using exercise as, as part of that as well. I mean, it, it, it was not healthy in a lot of ways. I did a whole podcast series about reclaiming our body image last year and, um, and talked with some awesome people about that. But, but there, there's, there's so many opportunities for us to make the wrong choice, whether that is to use food, use, you know, overindulge or underindulge and or to do a mixture of both which is which is like very dysfunctional as well but there's so much freedom for this and and there's so much healing that the lord wants to give us that we don't actually have to live there 
Amen. So I just, so congratulations on taking this journey. Thank you. How, um, how have you found support from other people right now through this? And are you able to share with other people what you're doing? I tell everybody that I speak to, especially anyone I know that's struggling, like, hey, mm. I know that what works for me might not work for you. Yeah. But it's this- worth looking into. At first, I didn't want to tell anyone because I wanted people to just go, have you lost weight? Yeah. And then I could go, well, yes, I did. Why, as like, a matter of fact, I have. That would be my intro into a big conversation. So <laughs> I have a, a friend at church who's, you know, same struggles. And I texted her and I'm like, what size are you? And she's like, fat. So, yeah. We, just we gave both each just other gave a look. look. Yeah. It was that. It was that. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> and when I saw her on Sunday, I'm like, hey, let's get together and chat. Um, first thing I want to tell you is stop saying that. Yes. You know, that negative reinforcement is that's not mm-hmm. how God wants us to be. Um, years ago, um, I just was having this horrible pain in my right shoulder and found out that I have a tear in my rotator cuff. Oh, man. I'm supposed to get surgery and I'm, I'm praying and claiming my healing. Okay. But between that and other issues, I've been prayed over and I kept going, God, why won't you heal me? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And I really felt him say, well, what are you doing to be healthy? Oh, 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 you're going to call me out like that? Okay. Um, my pastor it's, always... It's Holy Spirit, so he does call us out like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> my pastor jokes and he's like, God's not going to heal me from fatness hmm. because that is something that I can do myself. Yeah. I, I've heard a pastor say that we do what we can so God can do the impossible. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm asking him to... To fix his creation when I won't even treat it right. Hmm. Like, really? And so now that I'm on this journey, and I like, I feel myself getting stronger, and like yeah, pain is going away, so and every time I feel a twinge, I'm like, Lord, knit it back together. Yeah. You said that you were my healer, and I just want you to knit it back together. And I always say yes. it in like a really funny like, <laughs> like really robust way it's like as you heal should. it lord heal it yeah as you should you just become like a fiery evangelist yes yes like my my son is in his 20s and he's going through stuff yeah and sometimes my prayers are just cries yeah and me being heartbroken and one day I was driving and I saw my worship music on and I just, like, just got out of church and I was like, and heal him, Lord, and provide in the name of Jesus, I bring mm-hmm. strong. And I was just like, it was like this you were going on to fire. Town. I was. And it was yeah. just, I love moments like that. And same. So, same. So God is just really transforming me and I'm just learning a lot on this journey. Yeah. Even with taking up leadership at work and like, taking these little classes and online stuff and understanding how to present yourself and how to speak mm. to people and how to let other people speak. Yeah. And, Cause I can dominate a conversation like, <laughs> like nobody's business, but that's, you know, that's not how God wants us. My pastor is always saying your healing is in your humility. Yeah. The Lord gave us two ears and one mouth. So we should listen twice, twice as, as much as, as we speak. talk, <laughs> which I'm also not good at, thus this podcast. <laughs> uh, that's how we became friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know where I'm like, hi. Like, let's be friends because obviously we want to talk to one another. <laughs> so I love that. Well, keep seriously, keep going in what you're doing in your health journey, but in, in your overall healing because 
you're on a really, really amazing path, hand in hand with the Lord. And I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed to call you my sister. I'm blessed to call you my friend. Likewise. And my singing partner. Yeah. Sometimes we, well sing duets together well it only happened one time but it was but so epic. it was really it was so epic, epic when it did happen it really was and we need to definitely have our um have our reprise of suddenly seymour <laughs> i appreciate you so much thank you and um yeah i just i know that this is this is a topic this is a this is an experience that is not unfortunately not unique to you and i you know no. my, my journey was different than yours and, um, but I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm walking in freedom Amen. in, in, in disordered eating and in disordered eating thoughts, food oh gosh, thoughts. Yes. Um, there's a, an amazing book, um, and, a, a friend of mine that's been on the podcast several times, uh, Brooke Peterson of Well Women Co. She has an amazing book about, um, it's called Food Freedom. Mm, and it's it's all about changing our mindsets around food and um, so I can't recommend that book enough so I'll put some of that information in my show notes as well um, for those people that are looking for more information there but it's um, a Christ-centered program and her book is is about true healing from eating disorders and so it's it's an amazing book but um anyway (laughs) um I'm just blessed by you so much Michelle thank you for being on today absolutely I you bless me every time we speak every time (laughs) love you dear I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode with Michelle she is an amazing woman and um, I'm just really humbled by her, her humility to share this story so publicly and just to step in in this way. It really humbles me and it makes me so happy. Thank you for listening, listener. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here as well. And I'm just so blessed that you chose to take this time and listen to this episode. If you would do so, please head over to iTunes and give this podcast a like rate it on iTunes and write a review. That really, really helps me out. And if you are interested in partnering with Hope Reclaimed, you can do that on my Patreon. Um, I am looking for supporters in this ministry. If this is resonating with you, head over there and be a partner in the Hope Reclaimed ministry. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. And there's always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next time.